Good morning, everybody. Good morning. For those of you who don't know, my name is Varya, um, and uh, I, it's a privilege to share a word of God with you. I'm going to be speaking today on prayer, as you can tell. Um, as we were praying and preparing uh, for this message, I felt the Lord uh, shared something. He said something to me um, that is a message for you, and he said, call my people in. Call them in. Don't call them out on the lack of their prayer, but rather call them in. And so here I'm going to just pray if you can join with me. Father, Lord, I just thank you, Father, for your heart towards your people, for the heart that you have towards your church, that you're calling us in. You call us in out of every tribe and nation and tongue. You call us in to worship before your holy throne, to join the 24 elders, to to worship you, to say that you are worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. Jesus, today, it's all about you. May you receive all the glory and honor. Amen. Amen. Um, So before we dive into the subject of prayer, it's it's important that we know what prayer is. Prayer is a communication. It's a conversation between man and God. And this conversation uh, or communication could be um, verbal through your mouth or it could be in your mind and it could be in your heart. You know, before we approach God, we need to understand who he is. And God is a spirit. Jesus teaching in John 4, and he's saying that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So our communication is between our spirit man and God who is the spirit through the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I want to share with you today um, three points that God dropped into my heart, that prayer is a treasure, prayer is a tool, and prayer is a transformation. Amen. So the first one is prayer is a treasure. Prayer is a treasure that is stored up in heaven. You know, Jesus is uh, teaching in Matthew six nineteen. 19, um, to 21. He says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but lay for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, we, we tend to store our treasures on earth you know, we, we tend to look uh, for the things to store up, and there is nothing wrong about it, you know, because uh, those of us who are parents or grandparents, we want to store up and leave something for our children, right? But Jesus is saying that the best thing to do is store it up in heaven. So he's talking about location. Location matters. Where you store up that treasure. And the reason being, if you store it up on earth, it's temporal, and it could be destroyed, it could be stolen. But if you store it in heaven, the thieves cannot break in. And you can think about the thief being demonic forces, being those principalities and powers and and, and things and high places of wickedness. Those, if you store up that uh, treasure in heaven, the demonic forces cannot take it. So Jesus gives us here a, a secret and an advice 
of where to store it up. Store it in heaven for your children, for your grandchildren, for generations to come. You can pray a prayer as a mother or grandmother, as a father, as a grandfather, or or anybody for that child. You can pray for 10 generations ahead, and that prayer will be still alive. You will not be alive, but your prayer will still be alive. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, So uh, why I say that the treasure of prayer is in heaven? You know, in uh, Revelation 5, there is a description of God's throne room. And there is worship going on right now, even as we speak. Now, even as we sit here in the theater, there is worship that is going on in heaven. There is a throne that God the Father sits on the throne. There is a lamb before him as it was slain. There is four beasts, the 24 elders, uh, and all the innumerable angels, thousands upon thousands and thousands of angels worshiping him. And it says there that, that our prayers are stored in a bowl, in a golden bowl, in a vial full of incense, and the angel pours it on the altar. You can see that in in Revelation 8. Uh, Then another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer, along with the prayers of all the saints. That's us, my brothers and sisters. You are the saint of God on the golden altar before the throne, and the smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of the saints, rose up before God from the hand of the angel. So I pray in Jesus' name that our prayers will ascend to God, that they will not be earthbound. And that is the prayer of faith, because we know that without faith, you cannot please him. He who comes to God must believe that he is. Must believe, you must believe that he is. You must believe it. And then your prayer will ascend to him as an aroma that will be pleasing to him. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege. Thank you, Father, for that privilege to pray on earth. Nobody else can pray on earth. Do you know that? That privilege? Only a man on earth, a woman on earth, has the privilege of prayer. We don't see from scriptures that animals pray. We don't see from scripture that angels pray. But it's a man on earth. It's you, my sister. It's you, my brother, who can pray and who can offer that unto God. Amen. Um, So the uh, treasures. So on earth we have bank accounts, right? You have your checking. You have your savings. You store up your treasures there. But I wonder... Do you have a heavenly bank account? Did you open a bank account under your name in heaven? Is there a bank account with the numbers? Is there a saving account where you're storing? Is there a checking account? There might be a time where you need to make withdrawal from the account. And let's take an example of Peter and uh, John, I think. They walk into um, the temple for the time of prayer in Acts 3.6. And there is a lame man sitting there at the gate. He was lame from his birth. He couldn't walk. And he's begging for money. And then Peter locks eyes with him. He looks at him. And then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. What I do have I give you. 
what I do have in my heavenly bank account, what I do have, the treasure of, of faith in heavenly places. I give to you. I can speak that. I do have it. Amen. May we be people who have things in our heavenly bank account. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look now at um, the second point. Prayer is a tool. I don't know if you have ever thought of prayer as a tool. And here I have a picture of the excavator or bulldozer. And I'll give you an example. Imagine God has given you an assignment. He has given you the task to go from point A to point B. And, you know, you start with your walk and you start your journey. And then there is a massive pile of rocks on the way to your destination. Or perhaps there is even a huge mountain that is now blocking your way. What do you do? How do you remove that mountain? How do you remove that pile of rocks? Or do you just give up and, and go back to God and say, well, sorry, Lord, I could not have accomplished your assignment. I could not. Those things that you have predestined to me, Lord, I'm sorry. I don't think that's possible. There is this mountain. No, there is something that you can do about it. And let's look. Jesus is teaching uh, in Mark 11, 22 to 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Hallelujah. I, I love the words of Jesus. They're so plain. They're so simple. Even if you don't understand any theology and you don't understand anything, you can understand the scripture. It's very simple. So Jesus is teaching how to remove those mountains. And he's saying that, you know what? Sometimes you need to get into that bulldozer. You have to turn the key on. You have to press the gas pedal on. And you need to begin to bulldoze those rocks. You need to begin to remove the dirt out of the way with faith. Doing it by the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sometimes it could be a mountain. And, you know, depending on what the, the thing is, you need to apply different tools. That's why I'm saying prayer is a tool. But there are different tools. You might need to use a dynamite. Some situations in our lives require a serious blow-up. It needs to be blow-up. Mm. But whenever you're operating either in a bulldozer or you are operating with dynamite, you've got to be really careful and know what you're doing. Otherwise, you will create harm. You will blow things up. So how do we know? How do we know how to use prayer as an effective tool? Well, let's look at Scripture. 2 Timothy 3. 16 to 17. All scripture is God-breathed or inspired and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So all scripture. So that's how we use the tool of, of prayer with scripture. You use it with the word of God because it's the word that brings correction to those stubborn situations. It is the word that will 
uh, will bring things into alignment to the will of God. Some things are out of alignment. It's not God's will for you to be sick. It's not God's will for you to be barren. It's not God's will maybe that um, your visa or, or your papers are being blocked in immigration. You need to speak the word to bring correction. Jesus teaching on prayer, he said, this is how you pray. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. We bring correction to those things that are not as in heaven yet on earth by prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. And another one, prayer is transformation. Prayer transforms. Sometimes it transforms us. Sometimes it transforms circumstances. But it's a transformation. And transformation is a process. It's not necessarily an event. We desire sometimes it to be an event. We just want to go to a Christian conference. We want to come to Sunday morning service. And we want to be transformed like this. Uh, and in some cases, you know, you might have an encounter with the Lord. I'm not saying you, you will not. But m- most of the time, uh, transformation is a process. And transformation is a process that happens in daily prayer. It's nothing fancy. It, it's, it's, uh, it's when you go to a secret place. When you go with your Heavenly Father, you shut the door, as Jesus is teaching in prayer. Shut the door, close that door, and you pray to your Heavenly Father that is in secret. And that's when the true transformation happens. In the place of prayer, in the secret place. Hallelujah. Let's look at the transformation that happened to Moses in, in Exodus and Old Testament. So he was with the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights. He's coming back from the mountain. His face is shining. It says, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. And when Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant, and they were afraid to come near him. Wow, what a sight. He didn't even know that his face was radiant. And that's what happens to anyone. It's not just Moses that he was special. Any one of us, if you spend time with the Lord, you will begin to be like unto him. It's impossible to not be transformed by the light that comes from the, his countenance, from his face. And this is just Old Testament. Let's look in the New Testament. Now we have a better covenant. 2 Corinthians 3, 7 to 8. Now if the ministry of death, carved in letters of stone, came with such glory that the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face because of its glory, which was being brought to the end, will not the ministry of the Spirit have even more glory? Would not be the ministry of the Spirit be more glorious? Brothers and sisters, we are in the dispensation of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Would it be not more glorious? Would our face would not be even shining brighter? Because now is the Holy Ghost that lives inside of us. Now we are the temples of a living God here on earth. 
Hallelujah. Let us be the people that display God's glory. Let us be, let this church be the church that will reveal the glory of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, so those are the briefly three things I, I wanted to share on prayer. I didn't want to take too long because I want us actually uh, to do something. I want us actually to pray because uh, there, is, there is a benefit of teaching on prayer, but there is also a benefit of catching prayer. You know, prayer could be taught and prayer could be caught. And this is my desire to impart unto you a spirit of prayer. Because Jesus said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Unto what? Unto who? Unto all nations. Unto all nations. That's what God desires. Every single nation, every single tongue to come to him. And that is his desire. Amen. So um, I want to lead us into prayer. If uh, the worship team can come. They're already there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So would you stand with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. So I don't know where you are in your life. What mountains are there that are facing you? There are two mountains that the Holy Spirit was um, mentioning to me as I was praying. And if, they, if that's you, you pray. If that's not you, support your brother and sister who that might be for them. Amen. The first mountain is a mountain of um, immigration and visas. I believe that God is calling people to this region from different nations. I believe that they are applying right now for visas. As we are praying and we are saying, Lord, the laborers are few. Thrust your laborers into the harvest field of West Vancouver. Thrust your laborers into the harvest field of the North Shore. As we are praying that, I believe there are people that, that begin, they begin this uh, preparation. They're preparing the paperwork. They are looking for jobs. They're looking for places to live in, in, in the North Shore. But there is the mountains that is opposing them because the devil would not want them to come. So what we are going to do, we are going to speak to this mountain. And we are going to command to this mountain to be removed and be cast into the sea. And it will obey us. It will obey us. Because we have faith in God. We do not have faith in ourselves we do not have faith in our own charisma we have faith in God the second mountain the second mountain the Lord's been sharing with me about is uh, the mountain of barrenness hmm. and it could be sometimes that barrenness as uh, a natural one of a woman and a man that's desiring to have a child sometimes it could be uh, a spiritual one it's like you're trying trying to bring fruit to the Lord and it's yielding no fruit the land is barren so we're going to speak to that as well we're going to pray we're going to speak to that mountain of barrenness to be removed that mountain of 
fruitless labor to be cast out in the name of Jesus. Amen. So let's begin to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We come to you with thanksgiving, O God. We enter your courts with praise, O God. We thank you, Father, for the authority that you have given men on earth, that you have given us authority to speak in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We lift up the name of Jesus. Let the name of Jesus be glorified in this place. Let the name of Jesus be exalted. Let all glory and honor and adoration and power and dominion be unto the Lamb that was slain. The Lamb that was before, that is before the throne of God. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Father Lord. We worship you, Father. We pray in the name of Jesus that you would impart the spirit of prayer unto us, Lord. That we shall be a people of prayer, Lord. That your desire will be fulfilled when you said, My house shall be called a house of prayer unto every nation, O God. And let there be many nations that come to this church, Lord, from India, from Africa, from Europe, Father, from whatever country or continent that you desire, Lord. Father God, and if they are praying right now for visas, if they are facing the mountain of immigration, Father Lord, right now we speak in the mighty name of Jesus to that mountain of immigration and we say, be cast out. Remove yourself, uproot yourself, be cast into the sea. We speak and we say that your people will come and they will fulfill your will here in this land, Father. We receive them, Lord. We receive them, Father. We receive jobs for them. We receive provisions for them. We receive child care for their children. Yes, Lord. We receive houses for them where they can stay, Lord. We receive them. All those practical things, Lord. We just trust you, Father. We trust you that you're able to bring them here in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. And the second one, Lord, I remember your word. It said, as your promise, that there shall be no one barren in the land of Israel. There shall be no one. That that's old covenant, Father. How much more in a new one? How much more? Where there is the blood of Jesus, where there is the blood that have purchased already, that have cleansed us from all unrighteousness, from every sin, Father, from every curse of barrenness. Oh, Lord God, we speak to that mountain of barrenness. Be cast out right now. Remove yourself. Out. Out. Uproot yourself. Uproot yourself. Move. Move. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. feel that barrenness word for those that have difficulty receiving from the Lord if you have difficulty receiving from the Lord just that spiritual barrenness I think Barry is really on something there I just want to pray into that too and Lord we just pray for those God we just pray for the hungry we pray for those that have 
whatever, Lord, barriers in the way, whatever teaching, whatever history, whatever anything, God, the religious spirit, Lord, from times past, Lord, this is not how God operates. Lord, we put our faith in the Word of God. We put our faith in God this morning. And we just speak to that mountain of, I, of unbelief, Lord, of I can't receive, of God is far off, Lord. We just speak to that mountain. We say, remove and be cast into the sea. Lord, we pray for open hearts. You guys, you've given us hearts of flesh, Lord. We just declare that over ourselves. A new heart, Lord, to receive flesh, Lord, not stone. And we just receive from the Lord. We just pray open hands, open ears, God, open hearts to receive from our Father, to receive all that you have, God. We just thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for the truth, Lord. We put our faith in that this morning. Lord, we pray for each one, for those who are left to our right, Lord, to receive, to hear from our Father, to hear the voice of our Father. In Jesus' name. Amen.